pick a window. about to listen to I Told You So, the world's greatest relationship podcast. Hosted by Tiffany and Jeff, two people in the healthiest relationship of all time. Join our power couple as we explore the ups and downs of love, offering you the tools you need to navigate the relationship scene with charm, humor, and grace. Welcome to I Told You So, where love is our business. Good morning. And laughter Good morning. is our secret I'm weapon. Gonna, I'm going to try an energy up for this one. Okay, me too. I've, I've noticed when listening during the edits that in this one, I take a a softer tone. You do. I do. <laughs> I do. And it's like, you know, by the time we get to the left show, I'm all yelly and stuff. Um, so since we're doing this one first on recording day, mm-hmm. even though it's the last to let out, I'm going to try and be more high energy. More peppy. More pep. Yay. Awesome. I don't know. I just, I take this one, I take this one seriously. And so I keep having this. This tone of care and concern. <laughs> I like it. Well, okay. Well, I mean, how about I just talk and we'll see what happens. Okay, that sounds good. Okay, how was your week? My week was really good. Because we just, we skipped recording last week just yeah. because life gets in the way and we need to just settle on a time and do it as opposed to, oh, we can do it in the morning. Yeah, maybe, and, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. So, sorry about missing a week, guys. There really wasn't any reason for it other than just life happens. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, as we're recording. Yes. You got a big game today. I know. I could not sleep last night because I was so excited. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, this is the uh, this is the Ravens versus the Chiefs. Yes. So it's uh, Lamar Jackson versus Travis Kelsey. And Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes. Who's the who's the Kelsey of the other team, of our team? The Kelsey. Yeah. Who's the who's the receiver? Oh, that we like Jason Kelsey. Well, yeah, but who won the Ravens? What's who's his equivalent? Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> I who's a good who's a good catcher on the who catches well on the Ravens team? Well, we have well Justin Tucker. We have Justin Tucker. He's a kicker. He is. He's a very good kicker. He yes. kicks from a very long way. He's the best kicker in the he, NFL. He'd probably be a good soccer player. He's also an opera singer. Really? Yeah, he sings opera. He's very good. That's pretty, that's something. Yeah. Huh. Huh. I can't believe you didn't know that. I, I did not know I didn't that. tell you that already. You may have, and I've forgotten, though that's a weird thing to forget. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I've, I've seen video over the decades of football players doing ballet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never... Heard of one doing opera before. Yeah, we'll look him up. I got a friend who's an opera singer. Really? Yeah. Uh, he's married to my buddy Holly. Oh, Same, yes, yeah, I Robert know. Robert McPherson. Yeah, didn't he win a Grammy or was nominated? Something. He gets, he's, he's, he should have all the awards. He used to do, he used to do a segment for the comic book show um, where he would do a review of entertainment for the period before when he'd done it before for us. Mm-hmm. And he would sing it. He'd write it out and then he'd sing it, you know, usually to the tune of some famous opera or another. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. But, you know, he's all successful and famous and shit. You know. Do they live in Washington? Yeah. Yeah, they live up in Washington. They live up in Seattle. That's cool. Yeah. No, I I do. 
I like I like Holly. She's been a friend of mine for a long time. Yeah. She yeah. hasn't been on the show though for so long. No, she's busy. She has a real job. That, mm. You know, she burns through about eighty to ninety hours a week. It's crazy. You know, and then famous opera husband. Famous husband. Yeah. I know what that's like. It's you don't. You think you, <laughs> I do. you, you think you do, but you don't. You don't. I'm, you I get am, recognized everywhere we go. Yeah, that's regional. If we <laughs> if we left Salt Lake City, nobody'd know who the fuck I am. For good reason. No, that's not true. Nah. I mean, we went to Mesquite and nobody knew who I was. Oh. Not that that's like a huge barometer of fame, I don't think, but no, I'm just I've just been around and I've been loud and I've had a few opportunities that that you know have allowed people to get to know my name usually as an epitaph um you know uh i remember when i was still on ksl um we had the the democratic um state uh you know committee meeting Mm -hmm. at the salt palace Mm -hmm. on the same day that the republicans the utah republicans were also in the salt palace okay and i was supposed to go through like the north door and I went through the south door, or the west door, or the east door. I went through the wrong door mm-hmm. and ended up having to go walk right through <laughs> the Republican convention to get to my convention. And the looks and the things and the muttered oaths, and this is way pre-Trump. This is 20, 2009, 2010. Wow. You know, and they're, and they're just. <laughs> you know, and you loved it. Every second. <laughs> I knew it. Every absolute second of it, I was just, I am hated. <laughs> this uh, is awesome. It's like being in my childhood home. Uh, <laughs> oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh. Well, there's something else big that's happening today. What's that? Do you want to talk about it? Couches? <laughs> no. No? What are we talking about? What else is happening today? We're hosting my ex-husband's birthday party. That's so fucking weird. <laughs> I know. I mean, I hope you realize I'm going to spend that shooting Nazis, <laughs> right? Yes, I totally get that. Okay. We have the kids coming over. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. And you've been a very good sport about it. I'm a very good sport. You are. I let a lot of shit happen <laughs> uh, that I don't always understand yeah. why we're doing it. But uh, no, for those who are wondering about shooting Nazis, uh, I have a current addiction, and I do this. I micro addict to games sometimes. Mm-hmm. This is Sniper Elite Five. You're a you're an American sniper <laughs> working your way through the battlefields of World War II. Nice. Just shooting one Nazi after another. Nice. And the best part of the slow mos when. You take a long shot or a particularly tricky shot, and it'll slow down. You'll follow the bullet, and then it will it will peel back the skin so you can see the oh insides of the person that you're shooting. No, and you can see the bullet no. damage as it goes through. It was great. It's all in slow motion. It's all uh, and noisy. No. That's what I'm over here doing when you're when you're watching Duck Dynasty and stuff. I do. We stop. <laughs> <laughs> That is so embarrassing that you'd bring that up on our podcast. Well, it's, I mean, there's certain things that people can do, <laughs> Why would you do that? that never get never get forgotten or let go of. <laughs> like uh, kick a puppy, drop a child, watch Duck Dynasty, <laughs> you know, shit like that. That's that's. Oh, my God. I know you only did it once, <laughs> but it was it was one that you were so shamed that you couldn't tell me. 
couldn't. And then you moved into so shamed that you wouldn't tell me. <laughs> and then the shame became so much that you finally had to get it off your chest and tell me what I you'd done. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. And I... That was five, that was four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and I have not let go of that mm-hmm. at all. No, you haven't. In fact, I lunged for the remote as you came through the door. Do you remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> yeah. I do. You're like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's it's like a teenager getting caught watching porn. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> You're just like, oh, I'm in trouble. Uh-huh. Uh, I dig it. Oh. It cracks me up. So I don't know. Um, so this is a show that's supposed to be about relationships and stuff. And what it's mostly about is half our relationship and half us talking um, about other people's stuff and other people's problems. Mm -hmm. And one of the beauties of other people's problems is that they're not our problems. They're not ours. And I I really appreciate that because I I spend a couple hours a week flipping through different Reddit subreddits Mm -hmm. trying to find, you know, fun letters to read for the second half of the show. I got a couple of doozies this week. Um, oh boy. That I think that are, are going to crack you up. But for the first half of the show, um, because not a lot has really happened since the last time we recorded. <laughs> and then before that, a whole bunch had happened. So mm-hmm. we managed to burn 40 minutes last show just talking about this, us. Yeah. So in this one, we are going to talk about us in a little bit, but we've got a list. And I'm a big fan of the list. If you've listened to the other shows, especially the comic book show, in Patreon, you know how much I like a good list because it's a good conversation starter. Sure. Especially when you're going through other people's issues mm-hmm. and then you, you shine those upon your own relationship <laughs> and you get to say, this is good. This is bad. Right. Yeah. I do that. You do that. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We definitely don't do that. But we do sometimes do that. So on this one, it's uh, it's a, a list called the 50 Relationship Tips that are actually terrible advice. And so we're going to go through a few of these today and a few of these in the next show um, and, and kind of see how far we get with the time. Okay. And then and then because no one else is on the show yet, mm-hmm. uh, we'll just go ahead and talk about us. Not yet. Not yet. We're working on it. We're almost we'll at 10. We'll there. Yeah. That's it. I just, I need a, I need a sustained letter writing campaign. Yeah. And the problem is, is I don't know where to send the letters. All of my stationery is locked up in storage. Mm. Uh, my printer's over there, basically serving as something to get in the way constantly <laughs> yeah, because is. I don't have room here to put it, which I got to figure out this week. It's funny that we have a printer, though, if you think about it. I mean, it's certainly Gen X. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what I am. <laughs> like we, in our youth program at work... Um, dealing with these teenagers, we asked them to print out, this is so funny, we asked them to print out a contract and they all just looked at us like, with how what? the hell are we going to print a contract? Oh, that's funny. Do you tell them to do it when you're in person? Yeah. So you could just hand them a copy? <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, I, I have a printer because I needed a printer and what I needed was a color laser printer and what I could afford was a black and white laser printer at the time, you know, couldn't afford it now, but I've got it and it just sits over there and it's supposed to be able to talk to the network and be wireless yeah. and it constantly isn't. <sighs> so, you know, pain. I mean, that's one of the things that I keep jumping over to Amazon for you, S, you, no, you, you, no, you, no. 
Man, I get lost on my keyboard lately. I don't know why. So, um, a USB cable. Um, so that I can just plug the fucker in. Yeah. And if it's be long easier. enough, I can tuck it over in a corner out of the way because I use it about once every month or two. What do you use it for? To print things. Oh. You know. Like what? Um... I just don't know what you I haven't said. used it in a year, so I don't know. As far as, I, I don't know, maybe the toner is just a block of garbage right now. I don't I don't know. But yeah, no, it's, I got to print shit every once in a while. I printed, it is it is a beloved piece of office equipment for the following reason. Are you prepared for this answer? Yes. Prepare yourself. Okay. I printed my divorce papers on it. Oh. Yeah. So it holds a special place in my heart. It does. It's like a little shrine you have going over there. It, I don't ever want to get rid of it. It means so much to me. <laughs> I love you, printer. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm not going to work. Okay. You got the important job done. It got a very important job done. <laughs> so let's go through a few of these, shall we? Yes. Uh, number one, your perfect match is out there. Why is this bad advice? I don't know. I just wondering that. Yeah, this says there's no such thing as a perfect person or a perfect partner. Oh. I beg to differ. I <laughs> sit here before you. <laughs> As the perfect person, Bastard huh? perfection. Look oh. at me. Look at me. Look at you. Being all perfect. No, I don't know. Uh, you know, people work or people don't. Okay. And I don't think people are perfect because we're not. We're all no. flawed in some way or another. But, you know, you can get along perfectly well, as like we do, <laughs> I think. Don't we get along? We get along. Perfectly well. I, I Is it perfect? You're... You're throwing a birthday party for your ex-husband, <laughs> and I have made zero complaints. I have I have barely, barely mentioned the lunacy of it. You know, so yeah, perfect, perfect. That's me, babe. Uh, look for a partner who loves all your hobbies. No, absolutely not. I agree with this one a hundred percent. This is too. wrong. There's one of the nice things is that you can read yeah, or watch something or listen to something and I can be over here on my computer doing what I need to get done. Mm -hmm. And we have very different hobbies. You don't read comic books. No. You don't play video games. No. No. You like football. I do. I like soccer. Yes. And that's brand new. I know. So, I mean, that's just really what it comes down to is it's like, I love that you have hobbies. Mm -hmm. I think that's very important. I think that the 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 more the more hobbies a relationship can have, you know, is a is a good healthy way for a relationship to grow because it gives you shit to talk about. Yeah. And if you're both doing the same thing, don't get me wrong, doing the same thing is cool. Like, um, you know, uh, uh, one of my friends, he and his wife play video games together, mm -hmm. and they love it, and it's a lot of fun for them. That is not our dynamic. No. No. I mean, if you did come up to me and say, hey, I would like to play a video game, I'd be like, oh, okay. It makes me throw up. And I don't like the violence. Even I can't believe you just like what you just described me. I would never play something like that. It's Nazis. I know, but still, it's just so graphic. You know, it it's like if it was head. a game where you were shooting animals and that happened, I'd feel awful. I'd be like, no, no, not for that. No, but it's just Nazis. I know, but I puked when we watched The Punisher. Do you remember? I do, I do. Second to last episode when he's being tortured. Oh, you lost it. I did. And that was, I mean, one of my one of my favorite guilty memories of you is when I was watching Walking Dead, 
and we got to the to the Negan's first episode, and it, that was your first episode, and that never that seen was it. problematic. I probably shouldn't. And you had never seen it, and then he kills two people with a baseball bat, and you oh. you start to cry, oh, and you're like, "What kind of person watches this? What kind of person thinks this is entertainment?" <laughs> and you wept out loud, and I'm like, "Oh, I do not like violence." You still don't. I don't. You don't. And so I turned it off, and I have not watched any since, and yet, all these cool developments have happened in that universe, and I would kind of like to get back to it, but I cannot at this time. That's why when I mentioned couches earlier, we're 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 getting some secondhand couches mm-hmm. uh, that a friend picked up for us that I'm hoping are comfortable enough that people start using the fucking living room yeah, again. Yeah, that'd be so nice. Where the nice TV is. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Be good. Yeah, might be good. All right, let's see. What did I skipped one over here. Uh, play hard to get. No, why? No. What's the point? Well, anyway. I don't know. You tell me. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Please. I wasn't playing hard to get. Oh, well, yes. I, no, I was oblivious. No, you weren't. I, not at the end. <laughs> not not that last couple of days, no. <laughs> but up until that point, no idea. Completely oblivious. Okay. No, I had a huge crush on you. You know, and it was just like, suck it up. Don't let that out. <laughs> Keep it to yourself. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do we got? Uh, let them make the first move. I have no problem with this. I think this is great advice. This is the yeah, story well, of my life. I know. I was going to say. If, if, if someone has been interested in me in a romantic or physical way, I have no fucking idea unless they come up and knock on my forehead. <laughs> Go, hey, buddy. Want to bang? <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah, All right. You betcha. Or, or no, thank you. Which I have said before. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. No, I. There was a, there was a, a um, a young, uh, uh, I mean, she was my age. She was actually a couple of years older than me, but a young lady that I was, I, I was involved with my first year of college. Mm-hmm. And two things, um, she was very religious. But she had sort of a, you know, a, a, a bad boy vibe fetish thing going on. Because when you're a good, well-behaved Mormon person, you don't look at someone like me and go, ah, a companion. <laughs> you look at me as a danger, especially at that particular point in my life. Now, no, totally. I'm fine. I'm way tame. You are. But at the time, you know, uh, all charged up on... You know, testosterone, of which I had a bunch at the time, and hormones, which I had a bunch at the time. You know, and so I was interested in her, and I was interested in her, obviously, in a personal way, but also a carnal way. Mm-hmm. She was she was hot, and I wanted to see her naked. And we were making out one night, and, and you know, I was kissing areas, and I believe I may have spent a, a moment at her appendix scar, her appendicitis scar. Mm-hmm. And that was apparently her switch. And she's like, let's do it. And I'm like, you know what? No. No. No, you will regret it. You will regret it and you'll hate me tomorrow. Yeah. So we're not going to, we're no, no. This is between you and your fluffy Lord, you know, and, and I'm just fine doing this. Anyway, a little bit of time passes. I get on my motorcycle and leave. I got about halfway back to where I was staying and I was just like, you fucking idiot. <laughs> You're so goddamn dumb. It's right there. Here, take me. 
No. No, thank you. No, I will not. Because you're religious, and I don't want you to, you know, burn an eternal hellfire. It was probably good, though. That was the smart move to make. It was the right thing to do. Yeah. It, it was not smart. It was very dumb. But that's the story of my life. I do the right thing in the wrong moment, you know, and get in a shitload of trouble for it. <laughs> it's constantly. Uh, let's see. Um, if they can't handle you at your worst, they don't deserve you at your best. Everyone anyone that you're involved with whether it be friend lover you know partner whatever deserves as much of your best as they can have Mm -hmm. as you can possibly provide without causing yourself damage Mm -hmm. your 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 best is what you're there to give someone you love Mm -hmm. you know even someone that you like you know and sometimes your worst sneaks out it absolutely does but that shouldn't be your barometer that should be your apology. Yeah. You know, I do. I, I, I hate bringing work fatigue home, you know, mm-hmm. but I am old and I spend all day on my feet. And by the time the end of the day rolls in, I'm in pretty bad shape. You're hurting. Yeah. yeah. Especially my knees, and my feet. And then, you know, by the time we get to like Sunday, like this morning mm-hmm. when we're recording this, um, I'm fucked up. I don't want to wake up. I always sleep in on Sundays because it's just trauma yeah. at that point. And it's one of the reasons I've got to find a desk job soon because uh, I too much. broke too many parts of myself early on in my life by not taking care of the vessel. Right. The temple. I didn't yes. put on a new roof. <laughs> now it's all fucking water damage. And uh, Chemistry means you've found the one. No. What? I have had chemistry with some evil people <laughs> in my life. You know, yeah. with some people that uh, there is a click. And something about that lets me know that it was chemical and not thoughtful. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you had stopped to think about the person, the behavior, the whatever, I would have gone, oh, red flags. Mm-hmm. But instead, you're like, how you doing? <laughs> You know, there's a good click. But no, chemistry means you found the one for now, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, chemistry is misleading. I, it is. You're right. Number seven, soulmates exist. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. You my soulmate? I, I don't really believe in soulmates. I don't believe in the soul, so that makes it a little bit hard. Yeah. Okay. We move on. I think that. we're on the same page there. Number eight. Never go to bed angry. I mean, it's nice to try to not go to bed angry. Yeah. I don't like it to carry over. I've I've gone to bed angry with you twice. Oh, I hate it. Yeah. I don't like it either. It's awful. I don't. But we didn't have time to do anything about it. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> and let's be honest, I was being a pissy little bitch. <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, it was just a couple weeks ago. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was being a pissy little bitch, and I went to sleep with my feelings hurt. And then I woke up and was like, I don't like that at all. That doesn't make me happy. <laughs> she doesn't deserve me at my worst. Um, number nine. Oh, this one. He, she, they can change. Oh. This is bad advice. Because most folks, okay, a lot of folks are static. They mm-hmm. are as they are, and that is all they are ever going to be. Mm-hmm. And some folks evolve. The thing about evolution is, is evolution takes time. 
And and when, like in a previous relationship, it was always like you're you're blah because of blah, and I want you to change blah behavior. Mm-hmm. And so you do you you make those changes, and then two days later you get the same complaint. Well, one, your partner isn't noticing you making an effort, so you mm-hmm. may or may not be making a big enough effort, or they may or may not be a fucking narcissist that doesn't give a shit whether or not you're making the effort. <laughs> just random, just pulling that out of thin air, <laughs> sure. nothing, nothing personal about it. But um, yeah, it's uh, people change and they change very slowly. You know, uh, moments of clarity uh, that actually produce instant change are rare. You know, mm-hmm. I've had one in my entire life and it was, uh, it was when I was bouncing. Um, there's, there's particular kinds of drunks I don't like, mm-hmm. uh, mostly let's see, uh, drunk people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because they cause problems and, but every night after work, we'd, we'd close the bar down at two, everybody clear out, you know, we'd, we'd have our sides and everything done by about, you know, two twenty, two thirty in the morning. And then I, was working five nights a week and I was drinking from about two o'clock in the morning until about five o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so one night we're in this bar called the skyline, um, a fun bar to be at while it's dark and, 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 and open. And then when you turn on all the lights, you realize just what a fucking shithole it was, (laughs) how gross it was. And so I'm sitting at the end of the bar, I'm drinking rolling rock and Southern comfort. Okay. Yeah. So basically, pancake syrup and piss water. Ooh. Um, drinking it like I like it. Um, one of the bar backs is having grunty coitus oh. with with one of the waitresses in a booth about ten feet from oh me. Oh my gosh! And all he could see is his hairy ass bouncing up and Ooh. down. Um, the bartender has passed out on the floor of the kitchen, which is not good at all ever i don't believe i ever saw a mop at this place Gross. you know Gross. Um, i've got two of my bouncers fighting with two of the bar backs or two of the bartenders from the lower bar you know and two of my guys are just basically picking up drunk passed out people outside and i'm sitting at the bar just pretending like everything's just fine mm-hmm and and I'm trying to be chatty and I'm trying to be engaging, but I got bouncy ass over here. I got fighting going on over there. And I'm like, you know what? I am not happy. I do not like this. I don't like feeling like this. I don't like the taste of this shit. I don't like hanging out here until six o'clock in the fucking morning. Mm-hmm. I don't like this anymore. And so I I quit I quit drinking to get drunk. I still like a, a beverage from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, I like a good scotch. I like a good bourbon. I like a good rye. And so I will have one mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, that was that is it. That's my moment of clarity. You know, well, I used to get into physical altercations all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, when I found out I was having my first kid, yeah, I immediately stopped. That changes things. Huh? Yeah. Yep, no more slapping Lexus owners in parking lots anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Even if they do have it coming. Uh, let's see. Forgive and forget. Mm. What does it say about that? It says, uh, forgiving and forgetting uh, do not have to go hand in hand. In fact, it's best to separate the two. Uh, forgiveness is absolutely crucial to having a healthy relationship. I agree with that. Uh, forgetting, 
not necessary. Uh, I've worked with many couples that have made forgiving each other way more difficult than it already is because of the forgetting clause of the statement, forgive and let go, is better advice. Hmm. Forgive and let go. Because you don't forget. It's, look, trauma's trauma. Yeah. And it sticks with you. And it may be a clear, bright, you know, clarion call of trauma, or it mm-hmm. may just be a muted trauma from just some little thing. Letting go, I'm either really good at or I am really bad at. Because <laughs> I got a revenge fetish. Yeah, you do. You know? But not for everything. Just big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, time heals all wounds. I mean, kind of. To a point. It, it mutes them sometimes. I think the core psychological damage or impact is probably still there. But, yeah. you know, I lost. Okay, you're not talking enough on this episode and we needed to flip that around. Sorry. But I lost a friend when I was seven. Uh, he got hit by a car. His name was Jody. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I think about that and I get all sad about it. Mm. And I was seven. Yeah. I am 51 now, you know, and I still get weepy about Jody, Aww. my buddy who died when I was seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes uh, for time healing all wounds, you know, when you've lost contact with somebody that you cared about, you know, mm-hmm. that's not that's not healed. No, that can that can be sad. I don't know. Uh, children will save your relationship. Oh my God. It's <laughs> the worst advice so far. It is the worst advice so far. I stayed in my failed marriage for years longer than I should have. Basically, basically when you mute it down to nothing is because that's where my kids were and I wanted to be where my kids were. And, and uh, had we split earlier, I would have had to have left, which I eventually had to do anyway. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, access to the kids was was curtailed severely you know yeah and it's and it and has fucked up the kids and fucked up me and done a bunch of damage and um but yeah the kids were not enough to save that relationship no kids don't save relationships i think that's the worst advice if you're struggling have a baby no don't do that Figure your shit out first. <laughs> Definitely before creating a human life. Yeah. Number 13, the kids should always come first. Nope. Yep, I agree. Nope. No, that is why in my office at my old place, if you looked really, really carefully, hidden among the books were like boxes of cookies or boxes of crackers or something like that that were put on the shelf to look like books so that my kids would stay the fuck out of my snacks. <laughs> you know, they get their own goddamn snacks. These are mine. Yeah. And then Kyla got really good at finding those boxes. <laughs> She'd just come in and be like, whoop, give me. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> you find it, you can have it. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> Living together is a great way to test waters for the future. I don't have a problem with this. I don't either. Nope. It's just kind of like... Why does it say it's bad? Uh, It says, very few couples have a seamless move-in experience, so if you follow this advice, you might assume that these hiccups along the way mean your relationship is doomed. That's not true. Healthy, happy couples don't start out compatible. Um, They build their relationship skills 
uh, dealing with the small differences so that they're ready for the big ones that come along later, which you can do living together. Yeah. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but um, <clears throat> when you're just running around the house underneath all those clothes, there's a naked lady. <laughs> Did you know that? Yes. Did you know you were just running around with a naked lady all the time? I mean, that's awesome. You know what I have? Naked man. <laughs> Who cares? But I'm just saying, you know, it's. I, I think it's. I think this is better. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I think it works out all right. How did? How was it when we moved in together? Was it a big adjustment for you? Uh, yeah, it was a big adjustment. It was, it was, but it, uh, that was more, that was more material than anything else. It yeah, was like, very small space. It was a very small space. All my shit went into storage is, yeah. is still in storage to this day. Yeah. I miss my books so much. It hurts sometimes. I miss my books. I miss being surrounded by that smell, by being able to just grab and read whenever I want to. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I really tore through the storage unit uh, was when Mike was in town. We were trying to find a couple of journals of mine from way back when. And, and it was sad. It was very bittersweet organizing my storage unit because we were going through boxes after box, after box, after box, after box, after box of books, you know, and I'm just like, I miss my books. Did you slept with those books? Yep. I did. Uh, each partner should do their fair share. Now we talked about this on an earlier episode Mm -hmm. where you tell the, do the, you talk about it. Tell me about the lady and, and. Oh, that things aren't always, we talk about things being 50-50 and they're never 50-50. And sometimes when you've had a long day and you've come home um, and we check in with each other, like what percentage are you at? And that means like what you can handle emotionally, physically, what you can, yeah, all of it. Um, And then we know if like where we, where we are and what we need to do to help each other out. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like being able to check in. I like being able to be honest about where I'm at. Yeah. And you have been incredibly kind and responsive to that. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, 2023 was a rough year for me. I was going through some shit. Yeah. Which meant you were going through some shit. But I was all wrapped up in my own misery. And you let me deal with it. Um, You were very kind about it. You were very understanding and forgiving about the fact that mentally I was checked the fuck out. For months, because last year was just god awful. Yeah. Uh, number sixteen. <clears throat> now, I flipped on this one. Uh, number sixteen is the secret to a happy marriage is compromise. I'm like, well, of course it is. And then reading the article, uh, it says according to Newbold, making concessions works well for nations or political parties, but not for couples. Quote. It's like saying, I'm willing to accept some disappointment and pain as long as the person I love most in this world suffers too. <laughs> Jesus. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's pretty dire. Uh, she says, instead, you should be looking for third alternatives. That's when you each let go of your first idea and look together for a third option that makes both of you at least as happy as your first one made you. You get to give your partner in life the moon and the stars without becoming a doormat. And in the process of laying out the requirements for your third alternative, you learn a lot about each other. I like that. I do too. I do too. But honestly, I think compromise is easier and that's one of the reasons why it's probably bad. Yeah. You know, because I can suck it up if you want something and I don't. Yeah. Or when we're watching TV and you 
acquiesce to me 19 out of 20 times and end up having to watch some sci-fi bullshit that you don't much (laughs) care for, you know, that's a compromise. Yeah. Um, Unlike this example, I'm happy. You are not. Right. And that's bad. And so that (laughs) makes me feel bad. But when we go, when we roll that back to hobbies per se, Uh I think people need their own television shit. Yeah, I do. You know, too. their own entertainment. There is stuff that you and I can watch together that we really enjoy, like uh, the machine. Burt Kreischer's <laughs> movie. Did we really enjoy that? I did. <laughs> I, I thought you did. I do love Burt, though. Yeah. I think I fell asleep. And heaven, you you didn't. I didn't. No. Oh. No. Um. But what it was was is uh, we couldn't hear it and we couldn't get subtitles to work. Oh, that's why. Yeah. You know, but Mark Hamill playing his dad was just fucking inspired. Uh, (laughs) Number 18. No, number 17. Always communicate your needs. Okay. Why is this bad? I don't know. Let's find out. Okay. Uh, Of course, if there's something you need, you should definitely let your life partner know. However, quote, this in no way obligates your partner to do something about your needs. Not even if you keep communicating your need over and over and over again. You're not responsible for my needs. Right. You know, that's really what it comes down to. Uh, you may find you get a whole lot more if instead of I need this or you should do this, you ask for help. I'm dying to go to Europe is the example. And I know you don't like to fly. Can you help me think of another travel companion and a good time to schedule <laughs> a trip? Oh, that's fraught with danger. <laughs> that's... Oh, that is a terrible example. Hey, I really want to go to Europe. Oh and since you're God. such a little bitch, can you pick somebody I can go with? Make sure she's hot. Um, or I really need to talk over this decision with someone. Will you be available for an hour or so in the next couple of days? Uh, either talk with me or stay home with the kids while I go have lunch with a friend. That one's fine. Yeah. You do not go to Europe <laughs> with a surrogate. Right. No, you get fucking Ambien and you load the little bitch full of Ambien and you move forward with it. You just let them sleep their way through it. What we could do is I could put on a Marvel movie or a Star <laughs> Wars movie and you just knock right out. I watch Marvel movies with you all the time. Well, if we're at home, you sleep through them. That's because I've already seen them. Yeah. If we're in the theater, you're fine. So yeah. if we're on an airplane, I can just throw on something, you know. I've seen already. Yeah, yeah like uh, Valerian in the city oh, or the no. city of ten thousand worlds. I'd be so restless. I couldn't be sit there. I want to hate watch that movie again. I know. I wonder really how bad it is now. It, yeah, because it's Luc Besson, and Luc Besson is a talented son of a bitch. You know, and it's weird to me that someone can put out Fifth Element and then put out yeah. something as bad as. But it really came down to the guy who was starring in it just really didn't. Do anything. Maybe we should get high and watch it again. Oh, that's a great idea. Because I, I will throw this out there that one of the one of the most insane days you and I had together Mm -hmm. was when we watched Blade Runner, Mm -hmm. and then we watched Blade Runner what twenty nineteen or twenty forty nine or whatever it was with the Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And then you immediately turned Blade Runner, the first one, back on. And you're like, I got to watch this again. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, I'm so hard right now. Uh, <laughs> number 20, the guy should pay. Well, this is terrible. Bad advice. Yeah, that's bad advice. 
I think this way you can, whoever asked for the date should pay. Yeah, I agree. The other with that. person should always offer to pay or split. <laughs> oh, so we're back to compromise, are we, Liz? <laughs> is that what's is that what's happening right now? Uh, the person who earns the most should always pick up the tab. Not necessarily. No. Otherwise, you'd be buying everything for me <laughs> because you make a shitload more than I do. Did you know that? I didn't know that. You did. I did. You did. Um, if you're not the breadwinner, be cautious about spending money. I think people should be cautious about spending money anyway. Yeah. You know, I think I had a dream. This just brought this up. I had a dream that you bought something pretty big. Yeah. And we didn't talk about it or anything. And it wasn't, it was your money. Yeah. But I remember thinking like, we've never had a conversation of like, okay, if it's this much, this like big purchase. This is your dream? Yeah. Oh. Because when I bought my car, I took you with me. Yeah. And made you suffer the seven fucking hours <laughs> of trying to get the bank to get the payments down low enough I could afford it. That was, and that one was always funny to me because as we were driving up there, I'm like, whatever we get, it's not a crossover. Yeah. And then I, and then I got, drove home in a crossover. I drove, drove home in a crossover. Oh, wonderful. I love that car. Good. I hate that I love that car so Good. much. I'm so glad I, you do. I really still do. Um, that was, yeah, it was, uh, when I used to work on the Aveo, mm-hmm. oh, I used to just grudge fix that fucker. I'm like, here I am again with this goddamn car, this <laughs> goddamn car. piece of shit. Because driving that thing was like driving a fucking backpack. Yeah, you wore it like a backpack. Yeah. And then uh, on this one, I was over at Jake's house the other night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking about some stuff. And then I went and used his garage because it's winter outside. It and I needed to do my brakes. Yeah. And it sucked. You know, it's it's. I used to be able to squat forever and now i can do it for about three four minutes at a time and then i gotta get up and every time i get up the room's all spinny my knees hurt my ankles hurt my toes hurt and all of that but by the time it was done i was like this is good yeah and i had my my first emergency stop on that drive home somebody cut in front of me and i had slam on the brakes and the car stopped and i was like yes and now Mm -hmm. when i back up it doesn't go screech screech that's so nice it is nice it goes squeaky squeaky because i forgot to put lubricant on one of the oh. on one of the backs of one of the pads. Hmm. So won't stop you. Won't stop you from stopping. That's good. But it will make a little bit of noise. That's okay. Uh it's better to keep your finances separate. We don't have enough in the way of finances for me to give this a, a left or a right, to be completely honest about yeah. it. We don't we don't have anything left over at the end of a check. So <laughs> no. what the fuck would we be keeping separate or anything? <laughs> The only reason I think we have separate finances is it was expedient at the time when we needed separate finances. I don't know. I, I feel like you, it was a, it was important that I had my own. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the beginning of our relationship was the first time I ever had my own bank account. You went with me to help me open it. Sorry. Put money in it. Apologize. <laughs> no, that was a big deal for me. No, it was a big deal. It was a shit bank. Oh, yeah. That's what I feel bad about is I'm like. I cannot get rid of them. Hey. I remember this bank from my childhood. My parents <laughs> banked here. They don't bank there anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, because it's awful. Yeah. You know, the, my mom might. You said that she still does. I think she does. Yeah. But no, it was awful. Banks are awful. All right, we're almost we're almost done with this episode of the list. Uh, a woman who earns more can be threatening to a male partner. 
I mean, I feel threatened by you quite often, but never because of money. <laughs> Why do you feel threatened by me? Because I am old. Oh. Yeah. And you were young. You could take me. I don't know. I keep I keep having to fill out these like registra- medical registration forms over the last couple of days. And every time it asks for my age and it shocks me when it comes up and it like I put my year in and it co- comes up 40. Yeah. It's still shocking to me. I don't hate it. It's just I'm so used. I just used to that three, I guess. This is one I skipped and I'm going to come back to it just for fun. Number 18. Age is just a number. It says, sure, there are relationships with age gaps that work out beautifully, like ours. Uh, But experts say couples closer in age tend to be happier. Age matters less when you get older, that's true, but dating someone close to your own age has huge benefits. Says dating and lifestyle expert Anna Wood. You have the same cultural references, interests, and grow into new life stages, including seniorhood at the same time. (laughs) I was going to say it. You were thinking it so loud, it made sound marks on the on the program. That's the biggest thing. I I just don't think that young younger women who marry older men realize what they're getting in them. Like what is happening? What's going to happen? Why don't you tell us all about it? What's going to happen? No, not that I've experienced that yet. I'm just saying. Yet, yet is your keyword. <laughs> you, oh, I can't wait till the first time you have to change my diaper. Because <laughs> I, I will probably, I will probably, because of my three TBIs, not know who you are. <laughs> I got you, babe. Thanks, I appreciate it. Uh, Twenty-five. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. It's not unusual for friends and family to caution someone not to bank on a particular relationship working out. However, this advice is pretty problematic for those couples who are serious. This usually encourages couples to prepare for the end of a relationship in some subtle way. All it really does is point to the insecurities and trust issues in the relationship. Who can really make a happy home with one foot in and one foot uh, toward the exit? Mm. You know? It's a fair point. I To a point, but you know... My eggs are in your basket. Oh, good. <laughs> I painted a picture, didn't it? Didn't it? A little bit. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we are going to offer advice to people who didn't ask for it. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force, and I deployed three times. So in 2017, I was serving as an Air Force First Sergeant. Our motto in that role is, my job is people, everyone is my business. But unfortunately, in that year, I would lose my own brother, Lance Corporal Adam Jackamick, to suicide. The majority of veteran suicides are from guns. I store my weapons securely, not only for myself, but for my family. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. My service never stops. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind. Like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh-oh. Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. I got called a sociopath for that. 
for for the way you I, yawn. I don't yawn when other people yawn. I know it doesn't it doesn't happen for me, and I'm told that that makes me a sociopath. I guess it's one of the signs. Okay, I'm just not tired when you're tired. I know, but if somebody yawns, I immediately yawn. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, which I guess is weird. It's weird. Okay, um, we've got letters. Oh, good letters. We've got letters. My friend wants to sleep with my girlfriend. Now, I picked this one for a reason, because I have this friend. Now, I'm not going to say his name, <laughs> but uh, here's the letter. I've been dating my girlfriend for a few months now, and it's all going well between us. I've also introduced her to my best friends from high school uh, that I'm really still close with, and everyone is getting along amazing. <laughs> uh, she and her best friend have become part of our friend group at this point. Yesterday, I had a few beers with my mates, and we were just talking about silly stuff, and someone asked... If you could hypothetically sleep with anyone in the whole world for once, who do you choose? At this point, I wasn't really actively engaged in the conversation, just sort of listening along. When my one friend, male 24, was asked about it, he said, my girlfriend's name. And this really caught me off guard. Yeah, it would. (laughs) Someone specifically asked him if he meant her and not someone else with the same name. Nope, he was talking about my girlfriend. The topic then quickly changed to something else, and I tried to tell myself it was probably a weird joke. No, it's not. Uh, The thing is, uh, now that I keep thinking about it, I realize that she's basically exactly his type. Goth Latina. Ah. Hmm. That would, I, okay. (laughs) Is that now your new type? Now I I want to sleep with his girlfriend. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I kid. I kid. Um, and I guess he can't really help the fact that he's physically attracted to her, but hearing it like that made me feel awful. Uh, mm-hmm. I've known him for years, and I don't think either of them would ever betray me like that, but it still left a bad taste on my tongue, even hearing about a hypothetical scenario like that. Do you think I should tell my girlfriend about what he said, or should I talk to him about it separately? How would you react to this? Uh, number one, uh, yes, talk to him. Yeah. Say, hey, you remember the other night when we were all having beers and you opened your yap and that bullshit came out? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have no self-control, sir? Do you have not none? cool. Is decorum not a part of your lexicon? Mm-mm. These are fighting words, you know. Yeah. It was yeah. disrespectful. It was wild, widely disre- wildly disrespectful. Uh, should you tell your girlfriend about what he said? Yes. Give her a heads up so she can see it coming. Yeah. Because otherwise he's going to get some of that pheromone cologne and come after you. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, just give her a heads up. Hey, by the way, so-and-so, I won't say a name. I'm sure she already knows. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm oblivious. You're, But you're oblivious, too. When people are hitting on you, you've got no fucking idea <laughs> most of the time. You know, because, I mean, we, you recently had one, and I was like, he's hitting on you. You're like, no, he's not. <laughs> and he absolutely was. I don't remember. You, I, will, I will refresh your memory later because I'm not calling out names. <laughs> okay. Not, not on this show. <laughs> but, you know, you ever, get, you ever escalate, and you're going on the left show, and by God, I will call out everything there because that is a different <laughs> me that runs that show than it's on this show. Um, but, yeah, she should know just so she can, you know, watch out. Watch out. Cover yeah. her drink. Whatever. I don't know. I, I figure a guy that'll tell all of his buddies that he wants to bang your girlfriend would just have no qualms about yeah. roofies sort of thing. But yeah, you should do it. And you should talk to him about it. Just like, dude, what the fuck? Yep, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let it go. No, so I, I had a friend coming up and it seemed like every time I got a girlfriend, he would pull me aside and he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm in love with your girlfriend. 
<laughs> and he didn't do it to just me. He did it to just to everybody. everybody. <laughs> but he's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't help my emotions. Oh my god! I don't have control. I'm just in love with your girlfriend, and it's like, no, she's hot, and you don't have a girlfriend right now. <laughs> so that's all that's happening is you're horny. Oh my god! You lunatic. But yeah, it, we we still to this day make jokes behind his back about it. Oh boy. Yeah, because he's very earnest. Yeah. I mean, he's sincere. He thinks he's in love. He's not, oh but he, he absolutely did. Uh, and that was always funny. That was always funny. I always got a kick out of that. But basically, yeah. Not talk for to the her. girl. Never. No. Uh, but yeah, you should absolutely talk to everybody. You know? Talk, and talk, and talk. honestly, if you're going to talk to him about it, call him out in front of the rest of the guys so they can join in and chiding him. <laughs> you know? Hey, everybody. Remember when Billy said blah? And everybody's like, oh, oh, yeah, I remember. And he's like, wasn't that fucked up? <laughs> I would never do that. Well, call it out? I wouldn't call it out in front of people. No. Oh, I absolutely would. I mean, that's it. I was, I was talking to a guy the other day about something, and, you know, it's political, and they're like, well, no, I just I want people to see the happy alternative. We don't all need to be yelling and screaming and pointing fingers at one another. And I was very honest with them, and I'm like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. I'm the yelling point fingers guy. Um, you know, I I tell my friends in sensitive positions that if they ever need me to say anything for them that they can't say themselves, just let me know because I have no fucking filter when I get pissed. Yeah. I have very, very, I have a lack of filter. It's true. Um, he, 29 male, broke up with me, 28 female, because of my goals and career choices. How do I heal and how can I understand and accept it for what it is? We first met through music six years ago. This one goes nuts. Okay. Because right now you're just like, oh, she picked his career or her career instead of something he wanted to do and he dumped her because he's a whiny little bitch. Yeah. Nope. This one goes nuts. Okay. I'm ready. Uh, so we first met through music six years ago. We recently started dating five months ago and we're both different than how we met one another. Of course. Uh, we were doing good until October 7th. You know it's bad when you can... <laughs> you have the date. You nail down the date. Uh, <clears throat> when all the wars started happening around the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, he's Jewish, and it's been hard for him. With that being said, he's been trying to stay under radar with the fear and strong belief that the next Holocaust is going to happen. He said, the last thing I should be worried about is a music career when we are walking in the end times. And that the music industry is led by Satan himself. So I should sing in a church instead. With oh. everything that happened in the world, he informed me how he doesn't trust anyone at all and that God speaks to him. The breakup didn't go so well. You think? Oh, boy. Uh, he discarded me like he took out the trash that day. Um, and that he's been uh, waiting for a good moment to talk about everything for a while. So I basically was being led on. Uh, I expected the breakup to happen, but not the way that it did. Uh, he would breadcrumb me, and every time I'd ask for answers, he would reassure me, a.k.a. lie to me. How do I heal from this? Any tips? Yes. Do you have any tips? I have tips. Go go for Mine it. Mine are not good tips. <laughs> this is close to home for me. Yeah? <laughs> A little bit. Okay. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it does, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, first, uh, enjoy rebound sex. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Get just work out some of that negative energy on Someone a temporary else. partner. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if the temporary partner ends up being a good fit, you know, you can go forward with that. But in the meantime, some people just like to hook up. Have fun. Have a good time. Um, Basically, the best revenge is being happy. And if you can find a way to be happy in your new life, um, you know, you should. On the other hand, uh, what was the goal and career choice? Yeah. Yeah, you seem to have lost that with the fact that he speaks to the divine. Yeah, he doesn't sound like he's... Yeah. I guess he just decided to pursue a music career, and he's like, that's Satan. You should sing in a church. Yeah. Is that a career? Are you are you a career? Is this Jewel? Um, <laughs> Jewel? Jewel would hang out with somebody that thinks they talk to God, but just for a minute. I don't know. Just... The guy's obviously a lunatic. Yeah. You know, he's he's lost perspective um, and, and going through some shit. And honestly, if you saw it coming, be happy it came. You know, if you saw it coming, you probably should have done it yourself. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. When you see a break of blooming on the horizon, take care of it. Or... You know, you can do what I've done several times throughout my life, and that's just wait for them to get sick of you. (laughs) My dad had a joke. I went through years and years of like these little six-week relationships, Mm -hmm. and I kept getting dumped over and over and over again, and I was talking to my dad about it, looking for a sympathetic ear, which we know how much I love my dad and how fucking awesome he is. This is one of the reasons I think he's awesome. He just looks over at me and he goes, son, it's very simple. And here, and I'm like, oh, what is it? Oh, okay, Dad. Please, bestow upon me some of the wisdom of your years. And he's like, you got about three weeks of good material, and then it takes another three weeks to figure out that's all you have to offer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's, this is my father who, when he found out, um, he waited a couple weeks, which was nice about him, but I got a, I got a scholarship um, in, in technical theater mm-hmm. uh, my second year of college. And, you know, and I sent him the scholarship papers and everything. And after some disbelief, he was proud when I actually had to fax him the fucking paperwork <laughs> to prove that I was that I was not to prove it, you know, and I'm like, Dad, I got a scholarship. He's like, uh, yeah, I'm like, no, he's like, no, no, I've seen you in school. All he had to base it on was high school. Yeah. You know, uh, my last semester of high school, I had a one point eight. Oh my gosh. My first semester of college I had a 4.0. Wow. It was just it was just circumstance, location, mm-hmm. you know, and teaching styles. Yeah. And and I kept a 3.8 in college throughout the whole time. Um but dad just didn't believe it, so I sent it to him and he was really happy. But then a little later he's like, "So theater, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Oh. You going to take some Spanish?" And I'm like, "No, dad, I take Russian." He's like, "Oh, Russian." Yeah. Now you should take Spanish. I'm like, why should I take Spanish? He's like, so that when you're digging ditches and doing farm works with your theater degree, you can talk to everybody else you're working with. It's like, Jesus Christ, Dad. Funny. Not that funny. Not that funny. And to be honest, he was right. I should have learned Spanish. Uh, the last letter. This one's rough. Okay. It's a little long, but it's a little rough. So let me burn through this as fast as I can. My wife, 45, was married to Bob, 46, for almost a decade. They got divorced 12 years ago. There's a story behind it. Bob and my wife were college sweethearts. They got married uh, very young, um, and uh, they were happy. However, uh, tragically, 
Um, tragedy struck. Bob got in an accident, which led him to be paralyzed from the waist down. My wife was 29. Bob was 30 back then. My wife took care of him for three years. But at the end of that, she just gave up. She told Bob she couldn't do it anymore. She knows she sounds selfish. She's always wanted kids. And Bob can't have children because of the accident. Uh, she wanted to get a divorce, but promised him that she'll always be there for him. She just wants to be selfish for once. And Bob, although he was upset, said that he understood. They split amicably. Uh, my wife stood by her promise and still visited Bob. She was still a part-time caretaker for him before she met me. I, 40, um, met her two years after her divorce. Uh, while we were dating, she made her situation with Bob clear that she'll continue to see him. And I know a lot of guys would be skeptical about this, but I just loved her the moment I saw her. And her kindness and compassion towards others is what drew me towards her. After we became official, she went on to see Bob once a week. Um, sometimes even twice. Uh, I didn't mind. In fact, I like her ex very much. Uh, he didn't treat me like I was the other man. He was always welcoming towards me and even showed me his library. I always felt bad for what happened to him. He was a great man and life has just betrayed him. When we got married, I could see the sadness in his eyes, uh, although there was a mix of emotions from him. Um, I always felt that Bob never stopped loving my wife and to some degree my wife still has feelings for him. I know she loves me a lot. She's always treated me like I'm her king uh, and always showed her love to me. Seriously, I really am lucky to have her in my life. Together, we have two children, seven and five. Uh, my kids are also close with Bob. Everything was fine until a few months ago. We got the news that Bob has cancer. Oh, no. And it was the last stage, so stage four. Uh, and he might not even survive a full year. There's still mm -hmm. a possibility. Um, the news really shattered my wife. She'd stopped eating properly and being her usual cheerful self. And I understand it. But here's the part where I'm a little uncomfortable with. She now visits him very often. Most of the time, I'll be there with her. And then a few weeks after the discovery, uh, she told me she wants to move into his house. She told me that Bob feels lonely and his siblings don't care about him since his accident. And it'll be better if she just stays with him. I objected. We had an argument and reached a compromise that uh, we are both going to stay. So I've been staying at Bob's house for two weeks now. Four days ago, we were having dinner. And after we finished, I decided to do the dishes. Um, Keeper. Right there. This guy's a keeper doing the dishes yeah, on his own without being told. Uh, the conversation went like this. At Bob's house? At Bob's house. Because they're now both living at Bob's house. Bob, I really miss this. I miss talking to you like the good times. My wife, me too. Remember one time we talked so much that we were late for work the next day? It wasn't even important. Bob, what happened to us, Lily? I mean, we were something. <laughs> People would use us as an example. I miss you a lot. Uh, never thought... That when I was dying, you wouldn't be my wife anymore. My wife, I know. At one point I thought that too, but life had other plans. I mean, I love you, but I love my family more. It was just not the same after your accident. It's as if they forgot I was in the kitchen and listening to their conversation. <laughs> oh my, my wife was normal after that. We went to bed and kissed each other goodnight. And between this, she wanted to make love to me, but I rejected her. Uh, I didn't know how to feel about all of this. I trust my wife. I know she's a strong woman with good morals. She'll never cheat on me. It's just that uh, she's so sympathetic towards Bob because their relationship was beyond just exes. They're best friends. I feel like an intruder between them. And I think that no matter what my opinion about uh, all of this is, I will always be the bad guy. Yikes. This one's tricky. That is really tricky. It is. And here's the deal, sport. Bob has stage four cancer. 
May I be blunt? Yeah. May I just be wickedly blunt? Yeah, please. Bob is not going to be a problem in a few minutes. I'm sorry. And she's going to go through a few months of being incredibly sad. Yeah. And she's going to feel remorse and she's going to feel shame and there's going to be some self-hate involved in that because she left him after his accident. Yeah. And she's still carrying that around. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't be living there. You know, of course she loves him. The situation got to be too much and she ran away and she's going to feel bad about that. Mm -hmm. Now, it's important, I believe, and I would like to point out my various uh, no sociology degrees, (laughs) you know, uh, my not going to med school, Mm -hmm. my not being a psychiatrist. Right. Uh, This is just from a guy who's fucked up an awful lot in his life. Um, You need to tell her how you feel, sport. For sure. Yeah. You just got to be like, look, this is rough for me. This is hard. You know, uh, it's causing a lot of emotions. Mm -hmm. I don't want this to be an issue. So, you know, I'll do my best to move through it. But in the meantime, please understand that I am fucked up. And understand that I understand that you are fucked up. And the Bob is super fucked up. (laughs) You know? So you get it. You understand. I mean, I can see it in the way that you write it. I can see that if if you play this the right way if you behave in a stand-up way everything's going to be just fine if you become a selfish little prick it's going to be rough for everyone it'll it'll most likely end because you were not what she needed at the time and so it comes down to can are you are you strong enough to basically be the rock she needs to lean on when bob dies you know, or are you going to internalize it all and take it out on her when she's grieving? Yeah, that would be terrible. And that that feels like if you're going to keep your feelings secret, there's a pretty good chance that psychosomatically you're just going to lash out uh, in a way that's damaging for uh, both you and her. You know, mm-hmm. not to mention Bob. And none of this is Bob's fault. You know, don't get me wrong. Bob was being kind of a dick. In that conversation, you know, but Bob's got five minutes to live, so he's just going to let some truth bombs fly, you know? Of course. I mean, it really is. It is. Are you capable of taking a step back and just looking at how much this guy has lost and how much he's about to lose, you know? And it seems like your wife is the only person that still gives a compassionate shit about him. Yeah. Yeah. Just be honest. Try not to hold a grudge. You know, go for walks, read books, find a way to distract yourself from the fact that these are two people that do love each other very much. And while the circumstances changed, uh, those emotions really haven't, you know? Yeah. Just the situation did. And you are now part of the situation. So off to Jersey Shore. Um, That's an old joke. Oh. I don't know if you got that one. I didn't get it. Did you ever watch Jersey Shore? No. Oh. You would have loved it. No, I would not have loved uh, it. One of the guys on there called himself the situation. Oh, yeah. And he had frosted tips. Yeah. Because anybody that would call himself the situation <laughs> would have fucking frosted tips. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I don't. No. I don't. That was good. So as we record this, we have no idea what happened with the AFC championship. Yes. Am I right? Did yes. I get it right? Yes. Okay. So go Ravens. Go Ravens. (gasps) We're going to do it. Today's our day. Nevermore. I know I'm doing a parrot (laughs) pretending to be a raven, but I got what I got. 
They're, he's named after, they're named because of Poe, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm good. Nevermore it is. Go Wrexham. Go Wrexham. All right. I love you. I love you. Thank you.